Beardy and the Beast, The Second Wall. This is placeholder intro song. Welcome to The Second Wall, a binge-free zone where we look at a series and discuss in small chunks, similar to water cooler conversations of old. We can be found on most podcast platforms and social media platforms, full of lists of which can be found on our website, beardyandthebeast.com. Today we'll be continuing our discussion on Carol and Tuesday. There will be light spoilers around episodes 16 through 18. With me, of course, is my co-producer, Drew. Hey! hey. So, Drew? <laughs> if I gave you the world, take it from me. From you? No, I'd probably want it cleaned first. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this this was delightful. There's a lot of like unexpected things that happened in these episodes. Like just um lines that I didn't expect expect them to take. Yeah. I mean seventeen I'm sure we'll definitely we'll definitely talk about it, but it was probably one of my favorite episodes in this entire series so far. Yeah. Uh yeah, there, there's a lot going on in in all three of these episodes, I think, as well. Like, um, to me, even like having watched the series a few times, like I could feel, um, feel them packing, starting to get more and more of the like story beats going, but it felt a little bit more dense mm. to me. Um, that's not a bad thing at all. <laughs> I, th- I think they were just um, re- refining the storytelling method, mm-hmm. whereas you each episode had a like a primary focus for instance in in my opinion 16 was gus's episode but the other like peripheral characters were also experiencing development as well as uh carol and tuesday so they kind of like focus on one character while um sowing the seeds for future episodes or doing smaller resolutions from past yeah no exactly um so I guess let's start with Gus's episode. Um, where were your immediate thoughts on that? Or it was well, I was kind of sad for Gus because all these ladies keep losing; they're leaving him. Yep. <laughs> and but I guess on the other side, his ex-wife uh, left him to find happiness, and Laura left him. To attain a goal, but did not find happiness. So it was like kind of the opposite situation. Yeah. I mean, they didn't super go into Gus and his ex-wife's relationship that much. But as far as like the the two women that were in Gus's life, you could tell that he had unique and caring relationships in completely different ways for each of them. Yeah. Which is like, they, they do... Such great storytelling um, and character writing in this in this series that they were definitely able to express it. Yeah, and I mean it's a character that even though it's her like um, Flora, even though it's our first time seeing her, we're not unfamiliar with her, right? I mean it's Carol's mm. reason for getting in, right? Um, one of the things that I found interesting. Um, it was a nice, slight twist because previously with Gus, we 
we only saw his relationship with, um, I can't even remember her name now, um, with his ex, mm. ex-wife. Um, so I think when he was talking to Carol about the betrayal mm. uh, back in last season, uh, I think in my mind, you know, I think that's who he's referring to. Oh, yeah, in hindsight. This, yeah. But this episode pretty much straight up, straight up says that, no, this was the betrayal. Mm. Right? Um, and he even has a bit of a, or Carol has a straight up says, and is like, we'll go kidnap her. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just, just that, that mirroring of that, I really enjoyed. And even at the very end with Flora going, it's like, no, I was the one who betrayed you. Right. <laughs> um, so, and seeing him make up for that, that perceived betrayal at the end by making sure he hunts her down and finds her. I really liked that. So you get a, a lot of depth around him. And it also puts context in my mind to things like, why he turned down the contract from Mars Brightest. Mm. Right? Because he has first-hand experience. I hadn't thought about that, but that is a very good point. I, I like how it gave more emotional context to Gus mm. and why he is guiding and trying to protect Carol on Tuesday and like the way that he does. Which, yeah. I mean, he's kind of more the bumbling type right now. That's kind of where his personality is going, but I mean, he does his best. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a lot of parallels just with him finding Flora and him finding Carolyn Tuesday. I mean, both, you know, him being drunk at a bar mm. and just hearing it and going, it's like, no, this is something that matters. Yeah. So, um, I really liked that. Um, for, for uh, for Carol and Tuesday, there's something that I noticed in this episode, which I was kind of noticing before, but it was more solidified in my, my head. They do something... When singers are singing together, they're always looking at each other and looking for like that kind of nonverbal communication, and they animate that very well when Carol and Tuesday are performing. Mm. They They actually look like they're looking at each other for like the emotional beats and like if they're taking the tune up or down, et cetera. Yeah. It's uh, having that sync, right? yeah. that nonverbal sync. Um, yeah. They, again, they continue to do really well with animating these performances. Mm. Like, like it feels real. <laughs> and, you know, again, when you're down to 12 frames a second, <laughs> mm. that's, that's a feat. So, um, because we're talking about Carol Tuesday here. One of the things that I noticed that you've kind of talked about before with what you were expecting to happen with Carol Tuesday, where mm. just people like the idea of people just getting better mm. just being around them. Uh we've had this happen in, in the past episodes where we hear about the effects that their music has mm. on people. We see the effect in this episode. True. Right. And I really enjoyed that. Like you can see the life coming back into Flora as they're singing um, her co the cover of her song. So I thought that was 
a really good subtle emotional beat really shows the effect that they're having having on people um let's see then there's of course kind of i found angela interesting in this episode especially right at the beginning so we've got carol and tuesday who are just so excited to be like number 53 on the billboard charts mm-hmm. right which is let's face it pretty impressive that is actually <laughs> really impressive yeah and you juxtapose that with angela debuting at number one but how did she how was she reacting to that number one i actually didn't like observe or notice it because like the line through these episodes were mo- more related to like the stalker character yeah uh so, so i didn't even so, pay attention to that fact like that she would have known that she was number one yeah so it was actually right before the durian the durian costume mm. all destroyed she was completely disinterested she was com- like you just you could tell she wasn't satisfied mm. and i don't think it's because I don't think it's the reaching the top. I think we've kind of talked about this before with Angela's insecurity and such. Mm. Um, and she's got a clear drive, right? I think that's what, as we said, that's why she's made Carol and Tuesday rivals for her. But where does she, but I felt I could feel that, but where do I go from that? Um, and again, it probably got, as you said, overshadowed by Black Knight mm-hmm. uh, storyline, but it was there. Yeah, if I were to just kind of think about that a little bit, I'm wondering. It's it's possible she was disinterested because she didn't grow through it. It was almost as if it was expected based on like the. Like just her name and brand recognition. Yeah. So I mean, it it was the song wasn't amazing to her. Yeah. Uh, it just did well because she is who she is. Yeah. And it's just nice to see see her recognize that, mm-hmm. even if it's if it's something small. Um. So, any do you have any other big thoughts on sixteen before we move on to episode seventeen? No, I just, I really appreciated how Gus got another episode. I didn't think uh, Gus would have an episode. Uh, which brings us to one of the best episodes. Ertigan's <laughs> episode. Yes. Number 17. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was wondering for the the past four episodes, I'm like, where is Ertigan? I want to see him. And uh-huh. just the whole... How would you say? Oh, I didn't. I didn't actually write it down. The whole loss of identity that Eretigan experienced, which was tied to losing what he had. It did. The way they expressed it didn't make it. All right. <laughs> the way that they expressed this episode was Ertigan's past 
He was an artist. He became famous through his talents and his ability and his skill. But then at some point he lost himself to fame and riches. So when he lost his fame, or well, he still had his fame, but when he lost his riches and then following that, the, uh, the piranhas in the Mars, you know, news articles were tearing him apart, uh, damaging his, his fame and his image. He, he lost all sense of identity of himself. Which is interesting because in the end, they, of course, they allow him to find his way again. To, to bring that back. And just the way that they did it was so incredibly entertaining to me. Like, I felt so bad for Ertegun throughout the entire episode, but I was just laughing. I was howling during the entire thing. And then, like, the the angel-devil um, thing with the two Ertegun's, like, standing, standing next to him was just yeah. hilarious. <laughs> like, comes walking in with the keytar. It's like, what are you talking about? You're Ertegun! Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I mean, we we've kind of talked about this. I don't think we've talked about it much in the in um relation to Erdogan himself, but just how the show overall has that. There is kind of that theme of identity mm. throughout as well, right? Because we do see that with with Angela being the big one. We talk about the the identity and the confidence and such around that. And I, it was one thing I noted ages ago and of course couldn't talk about until this episode. Um, what's his catchphrase? Oh, who am I? Yeah. I, I, and just seeing how, that mirror. How just the change in tone yeah. went from like, who am I to who am I? Yeah. <laughs> that, that pure just existential change um and again just a few moments is all you need for it and like it's impactful mm. and again carol and tuesday's reaction to him being there just absolutely hilarious <laughs> just hiding behind the couch <laughs> for like Barely having said more than a couple sentences to each other, they have the most entertaining relationship. It's Carol and Tuesday with Erdogan. They really do. <laughs> the, uh, I like how they're like sitting there still carrying behind the couch and they're like, when's he going to leave? Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> sitting there playing the piano. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, I think it, it touches back on that, you know, um, authentic versus manufactured mm. right like he didn't know how like he's been manufactured for so long mm -hmm. right and and his entire life was really like he had literally no one there to help him out except for roddy <laughs> which i was so so stoked that roddy came through through to him or th yeah. came through for him uh during that yeah, because I I like their relationship as well. Yeah, but I like how it's he a... just he opens up with a you can't stay here forever. Yeah, <laughs> but again, it, it's that brotherly yeah. connection that you saw, like in the first time you saw the the two of them interact, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I did uh, um, a the ending to that whole storyline was hilarious uh with Tao. Yeah. When he's like he's sta- he's standing there and he's like I well then play play your song. Do you have a keyboard? No. Not interested if you can't like play it right now. And then he starts like like random beatboxing. And Tao immediately <laughs> goes, Yeah, I'm in. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. So good. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I think a few of those things like in my mind I see a little bit more of Tao's character showing through there again. Well he's He's beginning to be able to fully recognize things that are authentic. Yeah. He seemed to almost first experience that with Carol Tuesday. And now he's hearing it uh, through Ertigan. And I also noticed that uh, the AI version he had of Angela, like that's a song that he had never even brought to Angela. If it was if it was something good, he would have. And it's I'm wondering if, I mean, they haven't implied this, but I'm wondering if that'll be something in the future where yeah. he'll have trouble making music for Angela because it doesn't have that authenticity. Right. But that that doesn't make sense actually, because that authenticity is actually found in great machine building that is essentially analyzing Angela's emotions, right, and her mannerisms. So. I don't know what to think about that. That's a, yeah. I might just be saying things. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Uh, I love Toby's producing style. Just like saying everything is not great, and then, uh, just eventually like it is the greatest. <laughs> yeah. Saying everything is crap, and the one thing I really enjoyed while he's saying this and like stopping them playing songs is you're watching his toe tap. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how Carol and Tuesday try to sneak in. Oh yeah, that, the song that the song. crap. <laughs> like he he knows. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's absolutely absolutely adorable of them. Uh, and then, uh, I do we get a little, little, yeah, we get some of that stalker intrigue, yeah, which was nice and refreshing. That was the kind of negative storyline that I have preferred seeing in Carol Tuesday, like mm-hmm. none of this politicking stuff. I'd like, like this stalker as far as having like the dark storyline. This is what I would prefer. Yeah. Um, it sucks that it's on Angela because I think she just had like so much toxicity in her life to have this additionally. It's very true. I think I think personally it makes more sense to be on Angela. True. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, this is more in line with her her life in general. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if it happened to Carolyn Tuesday in the same way, I th- don't think they would 
even have a hope of being able to handle. So if you want to explore that darker side, it makes more sense to be tied to Angela. Um, if any, without if, a feeling too far. If, if, if anyone hurts, you know, uh, Carol on Tuesday, my boy Skip's just going to bust down that door. <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. Like, I don't like it based on, like, how I feel about Angela as a character. And yeah. Based on the story itself, it makes, like, the most sense being this, this negative storyline to be on her. Yeah. And it also frames, like, as a mirror to... Tuesday's um, interactions with Sybil in season one. Yeah. Like the kind of people of this nature that each of them attract and their differences. Yeah. Uh, like Sybil was willing to harm Tuesday, but this stalker guy is willing to like kill people. Yeah. Very, very true. Um, <clears throat> I, I guess. Oh, well, I guess that's it. it's a season eighteen thing, but I guess I was completely wrong about all my predictions as to who the stalker could have been. <laughs> um, it is interesting. Um, with with the stalker though, because right up until the end of the episode, yeah, it was at the end of the episode where um. Where he gets hit, right? Mm. If you notice, Angela had the same distrust of Aaron that she did of her manager. It was it was still in her mind that that's who it could be. So I kind of enjoy that, even though they showed us right away that it wasn't him. Just seeing that they're real characters. They're gonna. They're not. They don't know the plot like the rest of us do, so I, I kind of enjoyed that. Well, I mean, she kind of kept that up. She she definitely sensed something about Aaron wasn't right. Yeah, because he he was just using her. Yeah, and uh, she probably sensed that something was off about him. I mean, I didn't like him from the get go. Yeah, like I you know throw him out the front door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was the the rise from chart um placement fifty three to eighteen was good on Carol Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Super stoked. The fact that they got that high on this song, I'm actually very surprised. Yeah. Both musically speaking and uh story speaking. Mm. I, I'd expect them to go, you know, like hit thirties maybe and then uh their next release, you know, have the slow climb. Uh, yeah, through multiple releases instead of a single. But yeah, they did seem to imply that it was a slow climb. I mean, we don't really have a scale of of how long there is between episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they did at least make the passing note of it's like it's you've, you've slowly been climbing to here. So, so I guess that I didn't really see anything else. I guess that probably brings us to. Episode 18, Tuesday's yes. episode. Very uh, much so. <laughs> let's just say I'm happy it turned out how it did, because I still think, what's his name, Kyle? Heath? Yes, Kyle. I still think he's a slime ball. 
<laughs> I don't know why I don't like him, but I don't like him. Not okay. not to the extent that I disliked Aaron. Yeah. I mean, this is one Aaron that I wish I was not. <laughs> That's an old school reference. Um... I did oh. notice uh, a few things animation-wise in this. The animation seemed less refined, mm. more rushed. And I, I don't know if, if, if it was because of this, but I also kind of noticed that Gus was smaller or thinner. Yeah. I that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if it'll follow th through, and it might have just been, like, the... It seemed like there was less effort in the animation, so it might have been from that, but it's just something that I noted down. Um, it's interesting, because I was thinking, like, I, I didn't note it down, but it's like the animation at the end of the episode I actually thought was really good with, mm. right? Um, so I guess we'll, we'll go into to Tuesday. I just want to kind of make a non sequitur first. Um, I really loved Tao and Ertigan, um bumping heads right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And Angela's response is like, no, just let me sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, which again, just kind of shows, like, I think she does definitely have uh, the passion there. Mm. Um, uh, another big thing that happened in the episode right at the beginning was um, uh, their meeting with Hefner. Yes. Mm. Well. They they go from like feigning disinterest to like, you know, let's play. We want to play. Yep. <laughs> well, I think and just like the giddy jumping down the escalator <laughs> afterwards. Well, that and that matches between Angela and Carol Tuesday. Yeah, they just want to perform. Yeah, I th I think that's. I mean, I mentioned you probably ask me about Angela's character. Uh, at the end of this, but the big thing I imagine for her is she just wants to perform to actually be on that stage. Yeah. I think they'll develop that more. They might even just straight out have her say it. Yeah. Right. The, uh, another thing that I noticed in this was this episode had was the second episode where they had a song that was being um, song in the episode that wasn't played directly by someone in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, they do it very sparingly, which is interesting because it definitely gives a different impact mm -hmm. to what's happening too, right? Um, interestingly, now that you mentioned that, both times was in Tuesday's episodes. Mm. That's actually a really good point. Though... One difference between this one and the one in episode 12 was this is actually a, this song is actually sung by Carolyn Tuesday, mm. even though it's not them singing it. So, whereas the other one was, I don't even know who the other, right? It was someone completely different. Um, but it resonated very well. Um, I think it resonated a lot better than it did in episode 12 with the music playing. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of gave me the impression of even though they weren't singing the song, 
this was the inspiration for the song. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, so, um, again, being Tuesday's episode, I know you're not a big fan of Kyle. Um, Tuesday clearly is. <laughs> um, not my Tuesday. I, I, you can do better, Tuesday. <laughs> do much better. Uh, Have you met Roddy? I I think I don't have the issue with Kyle that you do. Uh, and I can't say if that's because I know where the story was, but I don't think I ever quite had an issue with him, even my first viewing. No, you just get that oh. sense. Like, when, when you meet someone or you talk to someone, just their, their mannerisms, uh, the way that they act and the way that they talk, yeah. just puts you off and grinds you the wrong way. Mm. Like, I get... You know, this this guy's gonna try to sell me a used car feeling. I don't trust him. I mean, I, I'm probably wrong, but there's just he, he gives me this feeling, and I. I mean, it's it's not like he was leading on Tuesday. It's not no. like he was manipulating her in that way. Even though there were several situations during the various interviews and discussions where I really got that feeling that he was going to, you know, take random quotes out of that to attempt to smear uh, her her mom. And it might be that they just didn't express that he's actually going after the uh, campaign organizer. Yeah. Uh, which is likely what they're where they're going. But I, they probably didn't express it well. Oh, someone totally missed half that interview. <laughs> <laughs> literally shows the notebook with like jerry's name and webs all around it and literally says that i was going after valerie and then i found this instead hmm. still going after <laughs> valerie like the i i hope valerie I, I hope Spencer can open up Valerie's eyes to the importance of family, and I think that might happen. Yeah. But I think it'll only really happen when she accepts... Uh... I'd be really upset if, if it's like, if she sees Carol on Tuesday perform and it blows her away and then all of a sudden she turns around. I hope it's not that. I hope it's like a Spencer thing. Yeah. Oh, it is. I mean, I really appreciate it. Just called her out on it too. Yeah. It's like, have you ever been a mother to us? As he's walking off, it's like, yeah. bam. <laughs> you haven't seen someone's career ended so harshly since Tao straight up said Aaron was a third-rate programmer and was good at sucking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, One, so the whole situation like obviously we think the organizer uh, somehow is involved in the explosion at the temperature regulation plant yeah I mean, that's what's implied and that's probably what's going to happen i don't think they're going to make it that complex that's going to be used to 
manipulate Valerie, and then of course be used as some like political thing. Um, yeah. I'm not interested in it. Again, I don't like this storyline, so I just I kind of toss it out my head. I think it's the yeah. most straightforward of all of them. Uh, in fact, I'm I don't like it, but I'm happy that the whole like. Tuesday was interested in Kyle, and then it turns out like Kyle has a girl, so Tuesday was upset. I'm glad that happened, yeah, because that brought it a little bit more home. Yeah, that brought it back into the internal circle, made it interpersonal rather than some big, like amorphous, you know, political bubble bowl, bowl that was happening. Yeah, um, it be essentially if this is a slice of life, the uh, politicking in this episode is you know. The, the pizza place down the road. Yeah. Like, I want a piece of this cake, not a piece of that pizza down the road. Yeah. Uh, it, the politicking, like, I'm with you. I'm not the biggest fan of the the politicking there. I mean, we kind of had to expect something like that happening, though, when we ha when we're introduced to Valerie as a politician. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's story changes. They, yeah. I mean, I, w I wouldn't change anything about this series, but they could have illustrated Valerie's character in the exact same way by making her a CEO instead of a. Very true. Um, and could have had very similar things with like board members and company. Yeah. Uh, very true. One thing to completely change is something that completely astonished me. And I, I noticed it immediately, and I was very surprised. It snowed on Mars. It did. It snowed on Mars, but there was no perceived reaction from Carol. There wasn't a moment related to her in this episode. I know it's Tuesday's episode, and it'll probably be snowing in the next episode. But I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have like a wistful, like feeling snow on her hand because she had never experienced it situation. So I'm super curious about that. And I was, I don't want to say let down because 18 was so packed as it was. Yeah. That it might've made it messy. But I'm going to assume you meant Tuesday's reaction to snow, not Carol's Tuesday react. Carol's reaction, right? Carol's reaction. Because Carol has seen snow before. I see, because she asked Dan about snow on Earth and what it feels like. Oh, right, she did. Nope, I'm getting characters mixed up myself. <laughs> yeah, she was She was a little baby. Yeah, she was too small. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, maybe this is purposeful as well, as I'm thinking about it. It didn't start snowing until she was actually like, going out and looking for Tuesday. Mm. Oh, I like this. I like this line of thinking. This, this is right on par with the type of storytelling they do in this. The fact that this was definitely a situation related to Tuesday, but it didn't actually start snowing until Carol entered the scene. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if this is going to enter us into a storytelling winter. I wonder if that'll be a situation. If I, it'll be very on the nose, but I I wouldn't mind if they if they did that at this point. <laughs> yeah. Which it would also mean that this this season's gonna peak 
quicker. I mean, it already is. It's ramping up very fast. I, I am getting kind of worried at this point that I'm going to have this feeling at the end of it where I go, season two should have been two seasons. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, the other quick things to talk about again, just showing again how well this show is just at, does at conveying so much emotion in like a frame or two. Mm -hmm. And just like how easily it was to show how smitten tuesday was and then like a very similar shot see you know watching her heartbreak in a frame mm -hmm. like they do again so well with the little bits with the little bit of time they have and just well it's it's no waste to the show yeah no wasted shots i mentioned this uh in season one Maybe twice. There's ne there's never really any wasted shots in it. Yeah. I think they just do so so well with the little mannerisms, mm -hmm. and it helps accentuate everything. I think I think the real art in this is the character storytelling, and how each each person's relationship is uniquely different. Yeah. For instance. I can't, I'm probably not equipped to express it at the moment, but you definitely get that feeling that Carol and Tuesday have a relationship with Gus. Carol has a relationship with Gus. Tuesday has a relationship. And all three of those is different. Yeah. It's kind of like if you, if you have a friend, you have two friends and they start dating each other. Mm. Then all of a sudden there's three different relationships. Well, four technically, but... Um, you yeah. have three different relationships with the couple. Yeah. Uh, is what I would say. Yeah. So I guess... Yeah. I guess it's about the time for you to ask me about characters. It is about that time. So, I've got my list. So, um... Ertagun. Ertagun. This is... This had something which I personally felt was missing uh, with a lot of the characters so far. Mm. And that is a primary or personal change. Most of them have just been like slowly developing characters that are like just slowly discovering themselves or becoming whole. Whereas in this episode, it was very clear that Ertagon went zero to sixty had had a major change occur in his life. Like I haven't seen something so big in this series since uh, Gus discovered Carol and Tuesday, and Carol and Tuesday discovered each other. Yeah, like he discovered his roots. Um, and you're where you think he's going then? He'll probably be less popular than he was before, <laughs> but I don't see. I don't actually see him doing much of anything. <laughs> Just <c> continue <laughs> well, as he is, <laughs> as he is. You know, working working with Angela. Maybe I doubt they'll have time to squeeze it in. Maybe working with Carol Tuesday. I doubt it. 
But maybe he'll actually have a conversation with them, which would be yeah. growth in that relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, one of your predictions did come true with um, back from previous season. Or to come fe featuring Angela. Yes. Right. Well, I, I originally said that they wanted Eric to, to feature Carol on Tuesday, it was more likely mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so Tao. So, he is the slowest grower out of all of them, but it's all. He has the least amount of screen time, too. Yeah. So it means that you see little changes almost every time he's in the scene. And it makes you curious about him. I, I'm still not keen on him. Like, as a character, I like him. He's written well. His archetype is fine. But, like, personally, if I were to think about him as, like, a, a real whole boy, I don't like him. All right. And, um, <clears throat> and you did kind of mention this before. You're thinking part of what's going to come up with him was having issues mimicking that authenticity going forward mm -hmm. i i think he'll be unsatisfied with what he's producing because it is not as authentic as it could be i wonder if he'll reach out to ertigan for that mm. no <laughs> angela angela she actually has the most interesting storyline and character develop it's also because she's come from like such a, a toxic place so there's okay. a whole lot that can be done with her so let me think here yeah i think i think she'll discover that like her heart and her soul are in the music in performing like, it's something that she actually truly enjoys and loves doing she, it's the one thing she does for herself Whereas everything she's doing based on expectations of her. Go with that in a second. Um, all right. What about Kyle? Kyle? Jerk face Kyle, the jerk? Yeah, yeah. Uh, breaking my girl Tuesday's heart. I mean, I guess, I mean, technically, <laughs> she broke her own heart on him. Yeah. <laughs> It was obvious that he didn't have romantic intentions, but they could have been read that way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's probably going to end up being altruistic, be being a really good guy and stopping a really bad guy. I don't have to like him, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even um, Carol said that you can't trust a guy with a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. It's, it's like you never trust a guy with a chin strap. <laughs> totally not what I had written down to say there. <laughs> Black Knight. Black Knight. Ooh, that, that it is very intriguing. It's a new character. Maybe. Do I remember that kind of shaped nose? I think I might have seen this character before. Huh. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna think about this. I might have seen this character before in season one. Uh, I don't know though. I don't know where <laughs> that's going. It's probably gonna get dark, and I already feel bad for Angela. But she's strong enough to get through it. And then what about Carol and Tuesday? So, why does it seem like Tuesday hasn't said anything to Carol about Kyle? And, or, yeah, why does it seem like Tuesday hasn't said anything to Carol about Kyle? Why does it seem like Carol hasn't said anything to Tuesday about Dan? Like, they establish these two characters as being very close, very tight-knit, but they're holding things back from each other? I'm wondering if there's going to be some type of conflict between them and their inability to express or discuss these things together. But then again, that might just be a rehash of what they did at season one. I'm just curious about it. I, I wonder... Because that, that was very defining for Carol. Like, emotionally. Yeah. Why why hasn't she expressed that to Tuesday? And, I mean, less so. Unimportant, jerk-faced Kyle. Um, oh, by the end of this, I'm probably going to have to call him... Hero of Save the Day Jerkface Kyle or something. Uh, I like it. Jerkface Kyle did help Tuesday with that panic attack. <laughs> Pretty deftly. Um, I guess. I did appreciate that he did run around and make sure everyone is okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> doesn't, mean he's, gonna be... doesn't mean he's a good person. Still jerk. <laughs> um, this is going to be the first time that I am going to completely disagree with you in one of your character interpretations. What? Or your character things. Yeah. And specifically with Carolyn Tuesday, I don't think Tuesday needed to say anything about Kyle. I think it would have been, uh, just going back to that efficiency of the show, mm. it was already there. Yeah. Right. Again, there, there's a whole reason why um, Carol says, you know, don't trust the guy with five o'clock shadow and just that immediate response at the end. It was one of those things where nothing needed to be said. So. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you want, I understand want the conversation. I think that was fine being a silent conversation yeah i do i definitely want i want them to spill out maybe it's because i know that it'll prevent conflict for these two characters like i am growing attached to them so i want to yeah. make sure that they're happy and that they do well so them communicating with each other is the strongest way that they can ensure their happiness yeah so that's for all i probably want them to have that symbolic thing for me person fair enough Any closing thoughts? 
No, I think that covers most of it. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens, and I'm intrigued about the stalker stuff. I'm actually less curious about Carol and Tuesday's album coming out than most of the other storylines in this. Mm. Yeah. That thanks for huddling around the second wall with us here again tonight. Uh, join us next week as we discuss the Losers at Media Club. Uh, the week after that, we'll be back with the penultimate episode of Carol and Tuesday. The season finale. Almost the, season finale. The penultimate season finale. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yep. <laughs> um, please join in the conversation, comments, or on social medias. We'd love to get your thoughts on Carol and Tuesday. And full list can be found at beardyandbeast.com. Please give us a share, like, all of that stuff, because we want to touch everyone's hearts like Carolyn Tuesday does. I'm okay. I gotta wash yours before I touch it. <laughs> <laughs>